Turn with me in the, your, your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. Reading from verse 19 through to verse 24. Matthew chapter 6. Reading from verse 19 through to 24. Stop storing up treasures for yourselves upon the earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves breaking in and are stealing. Store up treasures for yourselves in heaven where neither the rust nor moth can destroy where thieves are neither able to break in nor are able to steal. For where your treasures are, there shall your heart be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye is sincere, your whole body shall be full of light. But if your eye is evil, your whole body shall be darkness. If therefore the light in, it, the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one is able to serve two lords. For either the one he will hate and the other he will love or hold to one and despise the other. You are not able to serve God and mammon. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy Spirit of God, I stand in your presence to share your word with your people. I ask for a, an anointing for this task. Give me clarity of thought Convict our hearts. Bind Satan from robbing us of that which you will have us to hear. And change our lives. As we not only are becoming hearers but do us also 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the face of our circumstances, socioeconomically, politically, the global challenges with the wars and diseases, the falling out with our economy, and the moral nature of our existence these days, many Americans have become more focused on surviving and thriving. When asked to identify their highest priority in one study, their highest priority in life, more Americans mention issues of health, leisure, personal comfort, and lifestyle balance than did so just a few years ago. Another significant winner, so to speak, in the last few years has been that Americans increased emphasis on wealth, financial stability, money, professional attainment, success, and the paying of bills. These types of priorities have nearly doubled over the past Four years, says the Barna study. Simply put, there is a sense in which materialism continues to compete for the devotion of the average man or woman. And since the economic downturn followed because of COVID and you name it, this has become even more so a reality. According to a writer on Buzzle.com, materialism can be defined as a dominating sense of desire to pursue wealth and other tangible things that can provide physical comfort that ignores the importance of spiritual values. Now, if, if noted, it is noted with great concern that the characteristics of such materialistic people are greed for money the tendency to become rich quickly, even if it involves significant risk. It allows also and involves the, the desire to live in plush houses, 
wearing highly expensive clothing, jewelry, and driving flashy cars. In short, it is the urge to lead an extravagant life. Some people call it the American dream. Well, research has shown that this phenomenon has had a tremendously negative impact on one's spiritual growth and hence one's desire to follow Jesus. These are the days when people no longer think Jesus is relevant because they have what all they think they need in their material goods. In a study on money in our society, David Kellerman, president of Barna Group, commented on the relatively small portion of Americans who place top emphasis on faith. Faith. Why do I need God? If I can work hard and make my own money. The gap is vast between self-described affiliations with Christianity and ascribing highest priority to that faith. When it comes to why so much of our American religion seems to be merely skin deep, this gap between what people call themselves and what they prioritize is more telling, is most telling says Kahneman. I've always struggled with the difficulty that people seem to have, especially during these times, to commit themselves to the process of truly following Jesus. And I struggle with that because as I observe the world, it is evident that the world is on a collision course. I don't want to be a prophet of doom, but we must be realistic and realist in our outcome. Even the very environment, Paul says, the creation groans. But words, the words of Jesus seem to give tremendous insight then as to how to overcome this daring obstacle. To true discipleship, money, materialism, stuff. Jesus' discourse at this juncture of the Sermon on the Mount, and it is a part of the Sermon on the Mount, was seemingly geared to address the matter of choice for discipleship. You remember the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He says, sell what you have and give the money to the poor. And he walked away. If one is serious about trusting and serving God, there are three choices 
that one has to make, to consider, and to make. The first choice is that one has to choose to stop overvaluing or hoarding, so to speak, material goods in this life. And I know some of you are thinking, well, why can't we have both? Why can't we pursue materially and at the same time be right with God? Well, let's hear what Jesus says. In Luke chapter 12, verse 15, Jesus told a crowd something that is critical in this discussion. He says to them, Watch out! Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. What we have don't really determine who we are. And we have to be careful because we often determine our value and our worth by what we have. Put us in the right cocktail clubs, the right friends. But here's the truth. I've never seen a U-Haul attached to a hearse at a funeral going to the cemetery. Naked we come into this world and naked we will go out. But there is this sense of value that we have placed on stuff that people will even kill for it. Stuff, that is. In our text, Jesus says, stop storing up treasures for yourselves upon this earth. Where moth and rust destroys and where thieves break in and are stealing. Give the sense that it is transient. It is here today and gone tomorrow. When COVID hit, several years ago when we had the recession, our stuff could not save us. In fact, a lot of people lost a lot of stuff. To the point where they have taken their own lives, taken the lives of other people because of the 
hopelessness that emerges when these stuff are gone. It's interesting the word that Jesus uses here when he talks about stop storing up. It's as if he's using a pun, a play on words, because the word here is thesorizo. It is the same word that comes from treasure. So what Jesus really said was stop treasuring up. Stop treasuring up treasures. Stop keeping safe treasures. Stop. I want us to realize first that this is a command. And it is in the present tense. And it is when this kind of construction, your pastor who is a, a, a Greek, was a Greek professor. I don't know if he told you that. That he once taught Greek at the Jamaica Theological Seminary. He will tell you that the way it is structured, Jesus was indicating that that was what the people were doing. And he's saying, stop it. And he's saying, stop it not as a, an optional desire, but as a command because of the Danger that that kind of lifestyle exposes one to. Stop it. Stop storing up treasures. It's not optional. Especially for those of us who are determined to follow Jesus. Amen? And you're going to see later on that the two are really put together problematic. Be careful that your pursuit for stuff does not get into the way of serving Christ. Because wealth in this world, on this earth, however valuable it may seem, does not hold true lasting value. Amen? Think about it. Whatever you have. Some people, they fight to get things and after they pass, it stays there and deteriorates. People put it in a garage sale. Hello? We, 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 we do some things to get stuff. We burn candles at both ends. We, we, we ignore our paternal and maternal responsibilities. We, we, we act inappropriately and with lack of integrity to amass this. For what? 
when we're going to die and leave it. And people are other persons. Jesus says, um, of one man who lived his life like that. You're an idiot. You fool. For today your soul is required of you. And who will get those things that you have? There are people who refuse to serve Jesus because they are in relationships that they are afraid to leave because their, their value, their status will go down because the person who, with whom they are, they, are, they are cohabiting with have money. What if that person should die? What then? Who will, will have your money? You know the funny thing about it, you know? We, 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 we do so much to hold on to things. And then one illness, and we pass away. And then it goes to someone else. Somebody else driving your Rolls Royce. Somebody else sleeping in your mansion. I'm telling you. Especially if you don't have a good will. Um, Elder will tell you, who I think has worked in insurance, feel how important that is. Jesus says, when you store up these things on earth, they are perishable. Physical things deteriorate. The word there is afenizo. It means to destroy the value or use of something. To completely ruin. Jesus illustrates this transience with three analogies. Moth, rust, and stealing. It's false hope. I'm going to make a statement, but please don't shoot me. The American dream is an illusion. Because a man's life is not consisted of what he has. Says Jesus. And I'm not saying it's not good to do well in life. I think Jesus is saying that we must have a healthy perspective of wealth. One that puts God in his proper place. Puts God as priority, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you as well. Jesus says it's false hope because moth. He warns them against the pleasures which were, were able to be worn out like old clothes. The moth is a tiny insect that 
deposits its eggs in the wool. It is in the larval stage that it feeds on the clothing until the garment becomes moth-eaten and is destroyed. Now, you might say, why would Jesus use this analogy? See, back in those days, and even now, threads were important. You know, how you dress. In fact, you could be known which, 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 which social strata you emanated from by how you dressed. You know, Jesus mentioned there was a man that rich man, he had purple and fine linen. All right? The value is nothing. You put it down and must eat it and it's gone. But we kill ourselves over these things. In fact, in that story, the Bible says the rich man died and the beggar died. And, the, and in hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes. And the poor man in, in Abraham's, at Abraham's side. Which is to say, the, the true value of life is not in what you have. But it is who we commit to in Jesus Christ. Amen? So we can be here in this life. You have, you know, riches, I have poverty, and when we die, our circumstances are reversed. Money does not determine our future. Our relationship with God does. And I'm not saying that rich people can't be saved. Even though Jesus says it is more difficult for a rich man to go to heaven than a camel to go to the eye of a needle. And people try to rationalize that, right? Oh, the, the eye of a needle was a place. In the, no, Jesus is telling, he's serious. Riches will keep you away from God and cost you your soul. Jesus says, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? The answer is nothing. And I want to say to all us, the young people that are sitting here today, be careful how you live your life. Don't follow the hype. It's all transient. He says, rust. Jesus warns against the pleasures which can be eroded. The word that translates rust here is brosis. The process of uh, producing rust or tarnish by oxidation. Corrosion. So whether it's coins or whatever it is, it, can, it, will, it will rot. You know what doesn't rot? You know what doesn't spoil or fade? Our hope in Jesus. You know what doesn't deteriorate? Our salvation. You know what doesn't break down? Our relationship, our fellowship with the Holy Spirit. 
And he says, where thieves can take it. Klepto, word from which you get the word kleptomaniac, is the Greek word here. here. To take secretly, without permission, the property of someone else. You are, Jesus warns, then, facing the challenge of losing it like a thief, taking it away. And it is true. You have your stuff, and people knock you over the head, and it's gone. And sometimes it's not the big burly guy with a long beard and a bike and thing that does that. It's the guy with the suit in the boardroom with the, atta- the attache case. Corporate greed. And the way Jesus articulates this, his wording is, is picturesque of somebody borrowing a hole in the wall and taking out the goods. Because back in those days, the, the, the walls were made of, of sun-dried brick. And so thieves will dig holes in the walls to take out what you have. If then if something can be lost so easily, why is it that I would spend my entire life going after it? No wonder Jesus says, thou fool. Entrepreneur. Did well. And besides saying, look, God, thank you. Oh, I will make bigger barns. Amen? Right? And I will say to Saul, Saul, you have much to last you. Eat, drink, and be merry. Oh, no, you don't. Because a time is of reckoning is coming. And one has to be ready. Because what one treasures determines where one's heart is. Stop treasuring treasures for yourself on this earth. But on the contrary, store up treasures for yourselves in heaven. You see, it is critical, verse 21, for where your treasures are, there shall your heart be also. That's, that's serious. What you treasure determines where your heart is. So if you treasure stuff, then your heart is in stuff. If you treasure God above stuff, then your heart is in God. And God is in you. The word heart there, cardia, is significant.
is not heart as in the pump in your chest. It is the causative source of a person's psychological life in its various aspects, but with special emphasis on the thoughts. So the Hebrew concept is that you think from your heart. And when you put your trust in stuff, that is where your heart is going to be. That is where the core of your being emanates and operates money and more money. Let me ask you the question. What do you treasure? What do I treasure? Think about it for a brief moment. What is it? That is most valuable, most important to you right now. Can moth eat it? Can rust deteriorate it? Can thieves steal it? If that is so, then we need to heed the warning of Jesus. Stop it now. It's a choice. We don't have to follow the world. We don't have to follow to drive our lives for the American dream. We have a different citizenship. We belong to a city whose maker and builder is God. And we must live our lives as, as though this world is not our final home. Lay up treasures, store up treasures for yourself in heaven. The greatest of which is knowing Jesus. Let me stop here. Later, we will come back and we will follow Jesus as he talked to us about the choices. We have to make as we endeavor to be better disciples. Amen.